Well, my gosh, I mean, moving, uh, new title at work, Gary V conference, <laughs> like it, it's not even, well, it's 2019 now, but we're only like three days in and it's been a crazy year for you already, dude. Like, I'm super folks. <laughs> I know. I'm super pumped. I'm really, I'm really in a good place right now for sure. I think a lot of people know the the Danny Kimball because you've got your own the DK brand. I feel like I should get like a T-shirt or something like DK is awesome. Um, <laughs> but like, and you, what you've built so far, um, both personally and professionally for the agency, lifted the agency brand up and gotten their name out there and just inspired so many other agents is amazing. But you've had like a whole. Uh, past life that I don't know. I think maybe people know a little bit here and there. They've heard some things. Um, but this is, you had to like recreate yourself in a very short amount of time with um, with a lot of responsibility, right? I mean, you have kids, you've got a husband who works, like you're working. I mean, and to have to go jump industries and recreate yourself and you've done it in such a short amount of time. I mean, that is freaking amazing. Um, but I want to, I want to go back to that, that, that past part. Um, I remember we were talking at the taco place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good things always come out over tacos. Uh, of course about your dancing and um and just you know how how much that meant to you and what it taught you um you know what you learned um could you share a little bit of of that like how much uh you know how much that impacted your life and uh and kind of who it's made you to be today sure sure Uh, So I started dancing when I was three years old and I actually like I remember I hated it up until I was about nine or ten and that around that age my mom would force me to go and push and push and push and uh, around nine or ten I really finally saw the light in it. I started like feeling um, feeling like I was in my lane I should say. I really loved the arts, I was pretty good at it. I was um, kind of excelling in the studio that I was at very quickly. And uh, I started dedicating myself more to to it. And then in high school, I uh, was able to kind of jump ahead in my credits and uh, leave school at 1030 in the morning of just a normal public school and train and really focus on training from like 11 to I'd say seven most days I won't say every day but most days and so that kind of pushed me you know even further into the discipline and the craft and and the artistry of it at at a pretty young age I mean at 15 16 and 17 very grateful for that opportunity but um Mm -hmm. you, you when you are immersed in the arts for that long and I know there's a lot of artists in the industry I'm thinking of of Woody Brown right now and Joey as a musician and there's a lot of people that were involved in the arts when you're immersed in the arts for a long period of time you start to become super introspective I would say Mm -hmm. and a little bit philosophical and you know some people call it artsy and I can see myself going that route a lot I get a little too heady and heady with it Um, but that it also built the work ethic and the drive and the determination because you know you're constantly 
um, exercising not just your mind, you know, through the artistic process, but your body physically. It's just physically demanding and you have to be in shape at all times in order to be performing to be on your A game. And so that discipline just became a habit, I would say. I don't know uh, if you can call that a habit or a, a practice. But it was just something that I needed um, that was healthy for me. And so I then I went to pursue my undergrad in dance. I went on to pursue my master's in dance at Temple in Philly. And that's when, you know, things kind of started shifting. So when I was getting injured. Um, but the arts then started carrying through, you know, I still was able to perform professionally a little bit and then uh, teach dance and ended up, as you know, blowing my knee out for a second time and sustained a series of blood clots. And so the doctor kind of said, you know, you need to consider what you want your future life to look like. You have kids, do you want to be, you know, enjoying uh, time running and playing on the park or do you want to be, you know, kind of facing risk of being injured multiple times. Um, and so he kind of helped me re-navigate, I would say. So um, I see the arts playing a, an, a critical role here, here in the insurance industry and my my role as the uh, marketing here at the agency. Um, and it's really, um, I, I utilize that experience and I don't, I don't regret it and for a second because I use those um, practices and I apply it to the marketing I'm doing here very well. Mm-hmm. And so I found passion. I've been, I found passion in what I'm doing in the insurance industry because of that arts background, I believe. Mm-hmm. I want to pause for a sec because I think a lot of people might hear that story and say, oh, that's cool. She was a dancer, you know, and, and uh, she got really into it. And uh, you told me a story at the taco place telling you it's all about the tacos. <laughs> it uh, is all about the tacos. <laughs> it's all about the tacos where um, you, well, two things, actually. The first story was that you were dancing with two uh, young men who were brothers and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was probably the most physical training that you've ever done. And those two young men actually went on to become uh, uh, choreographers for a very <laughs> well-known artist. Do you want to yes. share that? <laughs> that is (laughs) yeah so uh during undergrad i met their twin boys brian and scott nicholson uh and and they were within they were in the dance program but they also had their own kind of dance group um that i became a part of and so we called it it was a dance crew this is when america's best dance crew was cool on mtv and traveled around with this group Uh, we performed on BET's 106 in Park. I'm sure if people were to YouTube, they'd find some clips of me uh, <laughs> oh, back that's, in the that's day. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, they. So I remember graduating from college, and in the decision at that point, we were roommates. We lived together, um, and at that point, it was like, okay, do we go to New York City and and really push this thing? Or do we go on and pursue a master's degree and kind of go the route of, you know, maybe professor, maybe teaching and and, and maybe uh, some performance and choreography. And uh, I went what I'll call I thought was the safer route. I went uh, to pursue my master's and they went off to New York City and they were they're extremely, extremely talented. I remember just training with them Um we would be downstairs in our basement of our college house. We had maybe 12 target mirrors, you know, those 
uh, hallway mirrors or those door mirrors. We like taped them all up against this cinder block <laughs> and we would dance till like three or four in the morning. And they pushed me to no end. I mean, I, uh, I, that experience alone um, just pushed my work ethic and drive even further uh, just because we were so passionate about it. And they were incredibly passionate and they're incredibly visionary too. They mm-hmm. see things like, you know, a mile ahead. So um, they went on to New York City and now they are the creative directors for Ariana Grande's show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they've been <laughs> working so- with her. Just a little artist in New York City, you know. <laughs> well, it's actually interesting because uh, Elevate this year falls two days before their show in Cleveland. So oh, I might be leaving. Gosh. I'll be ducking out of Elevate just a, just a hair early so I can get to the, to see them in Cleveland when they come home. But, um, yeah, they're just yeah. – uh, the experience of working with them, um, I, I – I loved every minute of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I mean, that's an experience that I think a lot of people just don't have a being able to see, you know, being able to work with people who are so passionate, it's kind of infectious, you know, and you, you kind of, it, it becomes a part of you in a way and you just kind of latch onto it and become that kind of have that same vision, which is amazing. Um, and I, and just from your story, like the amount of, work (laughs) it sounded like it was I mean my gosh like that to push your body to those limits um Mm -hmm. I just don't think that's something that a lot of people do it's to to be able to be that physical is it's tough I mean it's 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 very mental I remember when I started running uh I had to I realized that it was you know my body could go farther than my mind could and um and so I think uh, I think just being able to, to test yourself like that really brings out a lot of a lot of character and a lot of kind of like you said it, it it makes you dig deeper introspectively, which is just so cool, um, and bleeds into like this transition right of your recreation. It's like how did you go from that life where it's so creative, it's so passionate, so hard you have to give. Uh, like 200% of yourself when you're on stage um, and and training, how do you go from that to the insurance industry, which I think, you know, there's a lot of passion here, but it can be very dry a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Like how do you, how did you make that transition? What was it like? Yeah. I, I don't even know that I can articulate that. I mean, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, where am I? Like, how did I enter into this (laughs) world? Like, I would have never dreamed to be in insurance. Never. Uh, And I really do, though, believe it was was a blessing in disguise. Um, So, I, so, yeah, I had blown the knee out again, and I, I um, was sulking at home, feeling sorry for myself in a cast, and looking up jobs. I was like, okay, time, time to transition, time, time to move. And I went on to Indeed and literally applied for a marketing coordinator position at the local insurance agency down the street. And that's where I'm at today. And wow. it's 10 minutes from my house. I wanted a little bit more balance in my life um, to be closer to home, closer to my kids. And 
Uh, I came in on crutches probably a couple days after my surgery. I didn't know if I could drive. I like sat on a towel in my car with my legs straight <laughs> and drove to the interview. And I crutched, crutched in and, uh, and the rest is history. I mean, meeting the people here, it sold me right away. I was a little hesitant at first. I mean, I have no marketing experience. I was surprised they brought me in in the first place. Um, and um, I yeah. was doing some research on their website and it looked like, you know, everything was outdated. Like it, there, it wasn't mobily compatible. This was in 2016. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a mobile, mobile compatible website. It, the blog post was from 2013, the latest blog post. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, you know, I don't know. Can I do this? And then I met the people and the people just sold me. Mm-hmm. So, Well, speaking of people, I know I've had a number of conversations as I've traveled around the country with younger agents who are wanting to do things a little different in their agency. And the hardest part isn't their drive or their creativity or, um, you know, their vision. It's how do they get buy-in from the agency? Um, And what I've noticed about just from watching your marketing is that you don't not, you, you, you not only have buy-in from the agency owner um, to, for him to say, okay, you you know, Danny, you go off and you do your thing. Uh, I just won't, I'll be hands off. won't say anything. You actually have so much buy-in from the agency, from the people in the agency that they're participating in your marketing. So you're doing, you're getting them on camera, right? It's like, (laughs) How, what was that like to go from, and in two years, I mean, my gosh, you said 2016, it's, it's 2019, you know, just, just 2019. So it's like, how did you go from, okay, I don't have the marketing experience, um, but I'm very passionate. I love the people. How do I, how did you get them to, to go down this path with you and take this journey with you? That's a good question. Sometimes they don't have a choice. No. <laughs> um, sometimes, <laughs> well, sometimes that is true. Sometimes I do. I do force it a little too much, and I probably have the camera out more, way more than they're comfortable with. But I think they appreciate the the energy around it. You know, everybody wants mm-hmm. to work in a place that is vibrant, in a place that is not. I, I don't want to use the term fun lightly, but that just has a positive sense around it, right? And so anytime that they get to practice like being positive and uh, practice, uh, you know, performing on a camera gets you into a, like a mode or a mood or a sense and rhythm of like, of being being happy, being a little outgoing and, and kind of taking a risk on something that maybe you're uncomfortable with and you're stepping outside you know, your box a little bit, but then you become a little bit more comfortable with that idea and that concept. And the more that I do that with them, the more they're like, oh, here comes Danny with the camera. But they truly, (laughs) I I truly believe that they love it (laughs) and they'll never admit it. (laughs) I, I, I know over Christmas time, I know over Christmas time, they did get annoyed with me because we filmed four different videos as we're preparing for our client changing up our client onboarding process, which I think you'd be proud of, Sid, but um, they're they're getting better on camera each time that I'm doing it. And they're just kind of uh, accepting 
and, and embracing that this is the way that we're heading as an agency. So, so when you were when you first came in, did you think to maybe get one would get buy-in from somebody who wasn't the agency owner first? Were you or did you go directly to the agency owner and just have conversations with him? Was it just you doing your thing and people starting started to take notice? Um, like, what did that look like in the micro on a day to day as it kind of evolved? Yeah, I think it was a combination of everything. Um, Patrick O'Neill is the agency owner. And from day one, when I started, he he had told me he sees this agency as a marketing firm that sells insurance. So he's always loved marketing. He's supported marketing. He has attended marketing conferences and tested things out. I mean, he's always just really um, prioritized it. And mm. so that bringing on a team member to actually just focus on it was a big step. They did have a marketing person in the past that that sounds like was handling a couple different roles. But um, now it's just a sole marketing person in the agency. And we're not a we're not a big agency. We're about 20 people, I'd say small to midsize um, in the area and uh, to afford a marketing person to prioritize a marketing person has been a huge step for for everyone here. And um, so I, I got the buy-in from him right away. I don't have to prove a ton of ROI in terms of like data and, uh, you know, quant- quantifiable numbers. Um, they're seeing it. They're seeing it. And they're seeing, uh, and, and there are things that I do prove ROI on, but Overall, with like the brand, the social, the engagement, the client experience, the client retention, they're seeing the like long term, long lasting results of having a marketing person in house. So everybody, like I said, believes in this and and is bought into it. Yeah, I love that you just unabashedly walked through that door because that was going to be one of my questions because it's something I always get asked. What's the ROI of marketing? Um, And you mentioned retention, you mentioned uh, building a stronger relationship with your clientele and getting more prospects to know who you are before they walk through your door. Like, have you have you had conversations with some of the clients and prospects? Have they or has the team and, and have they referenced, you know, some of the engagement that you are um, uh, creating and all the content and just everything that you're doing? Are they are they taking notice of that? Yes, I would say uh, over the past six months, it's really picked up speed. And I think, you know, we had a lot of catching up to do when I started here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we had to switch the web page over. Uh, the colors were like a dark green and gold. Like everything just didn't feel like our culture of who we are. So we had to make a ton of shifts. And, and I kind of I spearheaded that. And then once we got to a place where I'm like, okay, we have a lot of, we have a lot to share. We have a lot to show. And at the same time, we were in this whole culture movement and Patrick O'Neill's completely dedicated to workplace culture. And so that's really become our brand in a sense. So now I have a a good story to tell. So then we started telling that story on all our social media accounts. If you follow them there Um, and then along with you know, emailing, sending emails out to clients through our client communications, hosting different client appreciation events, getting really involved in the community. And so over the past six months, you start hearing clients talk about, you know, what they're seeing over since being a client, you know, 
who knows how long, maybe some of them have been here since 1991, um, and then what that journey has looked like for them, you know, in the past year, and what, what it will look like for them, you know, in the following years. I know we get a lot of uh, people watching our social sites and then saying things to um, the owners, the owner's sons, uh, commenting on what's happening on our Instagram, what's happening in our Insta story, kind of just being a part of our community, and that's the goal there for me on social and just this, just this past Christmas, we sent out a Merry Christmas video uh, where each team member um, did their own Christmas greeting. We put some music behind it. I mean, it didn't take me long to put together. But rather than sending a, you know, a templated Merry Christmas email, we said, here's a video we created just for you. And the response we got back on that was just amazing from our clients, just appreciating it. It felt personal to them. Uh, they would, you know, they wanted to know which agent they they had talked to on the phone and you're pointing out people. <laughs> it's just, it's just cool. You know, it's just yeah. a cool time right now for us to explore uh, video and, and digital in that way. Well, I think back to your previous point, when I asked how, you know, how did you get buy-in from the agency? And you said, you know, I think it's really the energy. I think that's not just internal. I think that's external too. People want to buy from, um, you know, from companies that have life. I remember right. when my dad was trying to figure out which agency management system should he go with. And I'll never forget the response that he gave me when I went back in after he had all the meetings with everybody. He said, mm -hmm. you know, Sid, both of them are pretty comparable technologies right now. But what I want to know is how comparable are they going to be five years from now? Um, and that's based off of that he chose an agency management system. Um, and that's always stuck with me, you know, the, the, the fact that I do think people want to buy from, from companies that have that vision and energy in life. And so that's probably what people are seeing and they're getting excited. They're like, oh my God, the O'Neill group is awesome. And, you know, they're, 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 uh, they're kind of taking on some of that energy, um, which is just so cool. So, okay, yeah. last question here for you. Sure. Uh, this is probably kind of unfair, but but uh, <laughs> but just swing as hard as you can. So okay. if you were talking to a, a, a young agent who um, was just starting out, who was in the same position that you were in 2016, walking into uh, an agency or maybe just, um, you know, maybe refocusing on an agency they've been working at to try and bring that life back online to to re-engage people on social media to build up that foundation like where do they start mm -mm. I was actually just talking to an agent about this the other day uh, I would say dive very deep into the processes that the agency has established already figure out what type of client experience you're already offering, like what is written down in that process if, if that agency is very process oriented and how can you amplify the client experience through that? And same thing from a prospecting standpoint, what's the process around prospecting uh, and, and how do you uh, apply a marketing lens to it and, and shift it over into a marketing space where you have a little bit more control over that process um, and so that's where the social engagement can come into play. Uh, dive into, you know, what you're doing in the community. Um, what, what activity has been in, 
going on with that agency and the community in the past and what can you get involved in? What networks and relationships should you um, connect with? So just take the time and be patient to understand where the agency's at currently and then start start kind of trickling in the marketing things within that space. So you're not totally disrupting the agency. That makes sense. Yes, that is probably the best answer I have ever heard for that question. That's amazing. Dude, thank you so much. And I do just have to say, like, keep pounding the drum because what you're doing, I know, is not only um, revolutionizing what's going on inside that agency, inside the O'Neill Group, but also you are like a shining beacon light to so many agencies in the industry. Um, I know that a lot of people are watching. And so I'm excited to see what you guys do in 2019. And, oh, my gosh, before we stop here, holy smokes. (laughs) Danny is going to be at Elevate 2019 in March. She's going to be speaking. Do you want to give them like a, a quick sneak peek at what you might be talking about? Sure, sure. So I think the goal is to focus on brand experience. Um, so my title is, Is Your Brand Instagrammable? <laughs> and I was hesitant on that title only because I don't want people to think that it only applies to Instagram. But Rather, the concepts and principles of Instagram is your marketing tailored to a visual digital presence that people want to be social with and engage with. So that's what I'll be talking about. I'm super, super excited to be there to see everybody. Agency Nation has been instrumental to me and my growth, and I appreciate uh, and value everything you all put out. So I'm really excited to be a part of that. Love it, dude. All right. Well, that's it. You guys better come to Elevate, see Danny, see everybody. It's going to be absolutely epically amazing. Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay, now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys.